comic book pit. Okay. Honk if you love podcasts. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studios, we've got uh, Scott. What's up, people? And Link. (laughs) And uh, this is our comic review episode. So naturally, we're going to review some comics. Uh, I think the uh, overwhelming uh, book that we all read this week, and uh, I think a lot of people probably read because it's kind of a big deal. Uh, correct me if, you know, if I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a big deal. Uh, is, um, Care Bears. Care, <laughs> Care Bears. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ultimate Care Bears, number one. <laughs> um, no, uh, House of X, yeah. number one, by uh, New ex-architect uh, Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz and this is a uh, I don't know this is the, this is it this is the new uh, the beginning of the new the new status quo for the for the X books for the X line um, it's going to be uh, it's going to alternate bef- between House of X and Powers of X and I think he's writing both Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the uh, this is the first one, and um, I have to say I was uh, I went in cautiously optimistic. Um, I started reading comics with the Uncanny X Men, so they've always kind of held a special place in my heart. Although I probably haven't read the X Men in like, gosh, Forever. almost twenty yes. years. Same here. Okay. Because uh, well, I, I'm sorry. The, the last time I read it was probably. Uh, Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men. Right. That would be the last time I read it month in and month out. I think when they tr- when they tried to mold them with the Avengers team is when I bailed out again. Oh, when they tried right. Make... They, they did yeah. like the Uncanny Avengers. Yeah. I, I did read a little of that. That wasn't too bad. That yeah. was, I think, like... Was that Rick Remender? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, John Cassidy was also on that, mm-hmm. at least for the mm-hmm. first arc or two. Um, but... Uh, so this is... Uh, Jonathan Hickman taking over the entire X line, and um, it, I, it kind of starts in like a kind of a big way. I mean, we've got um, the, the the mutants have uh, essentially they're um, I don't I don't want to say militant, but for all intents and purposes, yeah. I mean they, yeah. they they've kind of you know they've they're organized to a point where they've um, they are they have their own island, the uh, Krakoa. Yep. Yeah. The the mutant island is their home base, and they uh, have the ability to. I I, it, I thought it was kind of neat in the beginning that you, you see them planting these uh, these flowers all over. Oh yeah. The country and like on the moon and on yeah. Mars and 
And um, I didn't get it at first, but then you come to find out that wherever um, a piece of Krakoa is, it allows them to open a portal yep. to that to that place. Uh, so I'm like, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but so we've got uh, like a, a delegation of uh, diplomats coming to meet Magneto, and he's kind of just basically telling them what's what. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and then you know, then we see some other scenes uh, that uh, with uh, you know we get glimpses of Professor X, uh, Cyclops, um, v- very little uh, like one little glimpse of Wolverine, which I thought was was <laughs> yeah, they're thank, down, thank downplaying you. that yeah, um, because I, you know I, I feel like a, l- a little Wolverine goes a long way yeah these days, um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know I, I just uh, overall I I, I I actually had to read it twice because anything with Jonathan Hickman, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you have to read it twice. It's a bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, just because it, there, there's so much in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the the actual traditional story and art, you know, he puts a lot of like infographics yeah. in there, some charts and graphs. Yeah, and that really affects the story. That 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 gives you more information than is just in the the regular comics pages. And um, I got a lot from those pages. Yeah. You know, um, I, I I really enjoyed it. And I thought the uh, the art, the, the Pepe Larraz art was oh, really good. The art good. was great. Kind of remind me a little of um, a little bit of Stuart Eminen. Yeah. In some, yeah, yeah, in yeah. some, some points. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board for this. Yeah, I, did you did you um, learn the uh, mutant language yet? <laughs> I did After not. Reading it? Yeah, well, well we're, the last two pages of the book are like written in. There's this still yeah. shots of mutant language. I'm like that. Somebody figured that out somewhere. I don't yeah. know what it says, but yeah, let someone else crack that code for us, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it probably was on Reddit within like the first thirty uh, minutes yeah. of the book being out. Is there is there like a like an a tra- like an app translator for that or something? Yeah, you know. Um. But yeah, no. Um, yeah. Oh, so I, I see that you're flipped open to the Professor X page. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there that I heard was interesting. Um, people are saying that's the maker. Yeah, I heard that as well. Okay, so yeah, that was that was one thing I was gonna bring up. I'm I'm not entirely convinced that that is Professor X. Right. Uh, it certainly doesn't look like Professor X. No. Even body shape. Unless it's like a younger like, yeah. Yeah. Um. You know what would be interesting? I'm going to throw this out now that you said that. Yeah. That if it's the maker actually doing this, and it seemed, where it seemed like all the villain mutants had been doing all the legwork, like Magneto's meeting yeah, delegates, yeah, yeah. and uh, Mystique had her crew, you know, recovering info. Mm-hmm. Then it makes me wonder if, yeah, maybe it is like a, a an evil villain plot, and the X-Men are just, you know... <laughs> tricked. Yeah, well, I at mean, this the, point, the start you know? of the book com- starts with them like popping out of like pods, like yeah. Cyclops and Jean Grey. Was it? Was it? Yeah, it looks yeah that's too? what it looked like. Which is, you know, weird. If only also because, like the original I mean, that, five X Men. Yeah, yeah. It's also I, I'm saying this, but it's also X Men and comic books. But like, last I remember, they were dead. <laughs> but you right. know, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I think I, like I also don't know what Jean Grey this even is at this point. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I'm I'm so far removed from everything. Um, yeah, is this time hop Jean Grey or is this? I yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because I, yeah. I bailed out on all that too. I I read a little bit of uh, 
Bendis's. Yeah. We all knew all different, mm-hmm. you know, I, so, and I've, you know, I've kind of kept my ear to the ground here and there, like what's going on in the whole X universe, but I don't know, like it, it just, none of it makes any sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and to be fair, this isn't the first time that we've gotten a story where the, you know, the, the tag or like the, uh, the, the, the idea is, oh, like Mutant Sanctuary or, you know. Mutant. Yeah, how many times has that worked out for the X-Men? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mut- <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, there's another Mutant City yeah. or, or the mutants are, I know, Asteroid M or. Yeah, U- Utopia. Yeah. G- was Genosha originally before it became like a. Yeah. And, yeah. There was, uh, and I don't remember when this happened, but I guess there was the whole genocide. There was on Genosha, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yep. Um, but even before that, Muir Island too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Muir Island. I forgot about Muir yeah. Island. Now, did you read? Did you guys read in that one um, one of those uh, graphic pages that there was a text that said that if it hadn't been for the like, the genocide on Genosha by this point, oh yes, like mutants oh, would yeah. have already outnumbered yep humans. Like they would have already taken over. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't really get that math, but okay. You know, well, like huh. I, I guess just the just the mutant just numbers are just exploding. well that, and then like you know them them all being um, sterile for a while or whatever, and just like every big setback the mutant back. species faces. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it also sounds conspiratorial, like it was you know the American government's being like we had to do this, or humanity oh, yeah. being like well we had to do this because otherwise yeah. we wouldn't be the superior race that was my favorite thing like spoilers but that was my favorite thing about the uh logan movie oh yeah was that they just suppressed mutant powers Mm -hmm. instead of instead of fighting them head on they just put it in the water yeah Mm -hmm. i was like what (laughs) you know like that is that's so evil um (laughs) but yeah no i saw that and i also spent like way too long reading through the omega level mutant oh yeah i did too oh like the list yeah yeah And And, and being mad about who was on there and who wasn't Right, <laughs> I was like, "How's Rogue not on there?" How, and how, I mean, Iceman. I never knew Iceman was. Yeah, that, yeah, like the, the Constitution, like what counts. It's like the best within their power they bracket. Basically, Iceman's yeah. o- Omega level, but he's not necessarily using it to Omega levels. Yeah, uh, so he could be the White Queen was the one I think that pointed oh, out like yeah. he could be this much yep. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've always played with that where like Iceman yeah. could be like ridiculously. Wasn't she the one? Yeah, wasn't she the one that kind of like amped up his like back, she kind back of like, in the she, day yeah she showed him how like to to actually turn to water yeah and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah. isn't that when he got like real big and spiky and bulky and like he would like when well, even yeah like, when he would ice up he wouldn't just ice up like normal he would ice up like he's like oh, yeah, yeah spiky like, yeah real big yeah it was more yeah yeah, yeah. And, the, and even bendis had like a version of him that came from the future that was like a freaking wizard oh yeah he was like literally like an ice gandalf that had like <laughs> snow golems and stuff ice that King. he controlled so yeah he yeah. had like a whole he was Ice King. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the thing that threw me off was the Franklin Richards thing. Was that something that we always knew? That he was a mutant? Oh, that he's a, a mutant, mutant and not... Yeah, I yeah, think so. He's, yeah. yeah, he's always been considered a mutant, but they never really... I, I think they Like only, Namor's a mutant? Yeah, but, they only play it up when it's convenient. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I thought it was interesting that when... Um, uh, I like the uh, the Fantastic Four interaction. Yes, I like that they showed up. 
That's to me. That's almost a hint too that it could be the maker. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. he's the fantastic. He's yep. the yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's the evil. Reed from, from he's Ultimate. evil Reed. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when uh, Cyclops shows up and you know at the end of their interaction, <laughs> he says to them, you know, let Franklin know that whenever he's yeah. ready, <laughs> that he has a family waiting for him. I'm like, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how he treated Sabretooth in that scene. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I could fight you, but or you can just keep him. Mm-hmm. Just I, keep him. I mean, I think that yeah. scene's also really important for the Fantastic Four book because yeah, Franklin's kind of in this weird, like, angsty teen stage. So th- yeah, that they could like him and Dan Slump might be working towards something there. That's true. Where, where yeah, Franklin's just going like to bounce a crossover. Yeah. Um, you know, especially since, uh, you know, nothing official has come out i mean they well they sort of announced you know from san diego that x-men and fantastic four were going to be in the works yeah and so yeah. now that they're going to be you know at some point a, a probably a big uh, part of the mcu mm-hmm. then that means you know we're probably going to see a resurgence in their books oh for sure i mean not you know kind of already have yeah they yeah that, exactly so I, I wonder if that's you know if if, if that's already been in the works Mm-hmm. You know, so that that they planned on putting a new FF book out and like the research, like the rebooting or whatever of the X Men, just to kind of bring them back into the the greater Marvel universe. Yeah, you know. Um, and I also I did like seeing the X Men interact with not government officials when they interacted with the Fantastic Four, where the Fantastic Four was sort of like, "Whoa, what's up?" Yeah. Like, it's just like that. You know, it's easy to, to do, like, a Senator Kelly thing. Right. Uh, but yeah. this was sort of just like, oh, we're heroes, we're good guys, and, like, we're kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. We don't really trust what's well, going on in Krakoa. Right, and you get you get an idea of, like, where where mutants are born with their powers, but the, the Fantastic Four gained their yeah. powers. Mm-hmm. So they have a different outlook on it, too, probably, as far as, like, well, we're still humans, but we have powers. Instead yeah. of mutants are like, we're mutants. Yeah. You know, so... Mm-hmm. The, like unintentionally, they're drawing a line there because yep. at first they're like, "Yeah, we're all friends," and then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, maybe we're not." Yeah, you know? it's just like a, everybody kind of froze up, and I think that's what um, Cyclops thought too was like, "Yeah, let's not deal with that right now. Let's just uh, all back away." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it could have escalated mm-hmm. quickly. In fact, I kind of I thought that might happen, and I almost was you know secretly thinking like, "Oh man, please don't do it. Like, don't." Oh yeah, because that's that's kind of how Avengers versus X Men. <laughs> well, yeah, happened yeah. because he started he fought, he picked a fight with Captain America. Yep. <laughs> um, it, it kind of it, it kind of uh, reminds me. It's almost like a throwback, though. Um, how like if if that's a hint of the rest of the Marvel heroes having this trepidation about the X Men, mm-hmm. it's that's kind of a throwback to like the seventies and eighties yeah. when when again the marvel heroes were like i don't you know i don't trust those mutants yeah you know they, yeah. they say they're good guys but because you know that like if you read the um the original secret wars you know when the x-men get transported along with the avengers and iron man and you know like all in the hulk yeah. and the fantastic four and they they really treat them like second class citizens in that, mm-hmm. in, that, in, that in that series they barely trust them, and they mm-hmm. almost immediately start bickering yeah. back and forth with, with each other. So I'm wondering if, like, we're going to see that where, again, there's that, like, level of distrust between 
you know, the greater Marvel universe and like, I mean, like the hero, not, not, not just the populace, but like yeah. the actual heroes who you think they're above that, but maybe they're not. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, there's, there's things that are hinted at in powers of X coming up. Um, like the advertising they've been doing for like the new characters, which also makes me feel as if these aren't the X-Men, like the new character Rasputin, which is like magic and Colossus combined. Oh, where, well, where I'm just like, mm, what's well, that? So I thought, and I, I could be wrong. I thought Powers of X takes place in the future. Maybe it does. See, I didn't, oh. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I think it's even though. So the 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 stories are going to run concurrently, mm-hmm. but one takes place. Okay. Like a hundred years. Okay. In the future, well then, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and that makes more sense then. And then maybe, uh. maybe at some maybe when the when the books t- you know come to an end, maybe that's when they. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. Maybe huh. that's when they cross over or something. Like maybe mm-hmm. there's some, some in, some incident or there's something that, that bridges, both. Sure. Books. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. But. So then Hickman has his, you know, five to ten years to explain all that. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. After that. Well, that also explains a lot of the other books that they advertise that looked yeah. a little strange, like um. Ra- Ravagers, I think, was the one. Oh. Marauders. Marauders is one thing. It was like a bunch of... They were pirates. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like high seas pirates and like some kind of this post-apocalypse vibe. Yeah. So that might be this distant future isn't that there we'll a ra- see. Or I might be misremembering, but isn't 2099... Does that have a Ravage? That, that was that was one guy. That was Ravage. One. Yeah. Okay. 29... Yeah, that was... Uh, well, no, I think it's. I think the book's called Marauders. Oh, um, okay. I was incorrect okay. with Ravagers. Okay. But no, but you are right. But there is there is a there is a Ravage twenty ninety nine, and I do not recommend that book at all <laughs> right. to anybody anywhere. But they're anytime. even bringing that back too. I think. I the, think they the, they're they're bringing back twenty ninety nine. Yeah, the line. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh, but they're yeah, but they're they're uh, but it's going back to the uh, the other X books that are coming out after. I think it's after these two six issue series wrap up. Um, I know they're putting out a new Excalibur. Yep. Where I think it's Betsy Braddock is going to take over the mantle of Captain Britain. Sure. Um, yeah. Hmm. And I think, and there's going to be, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be an X-Force. Hmm. Um, but I'm kind of blanking on the rest. Um, I forget what other titles yeah. they announced. Yeah, there's like four books and the one, there's, the the pirate book was just what caught my eye because it was just different looking. Different, yeah. Like I was like, oh, it was like Jubilee, Iceman, Storm. Uh, maybe Nightcrawler and somebody else, and I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, the the the, the weird thing to me about like any time they put together a new team, it just never really. It, it just seems so like slapped together. Like, yeah. Like yeah. the last time there was an X Force team, and they all had like kind of sort of gray and orange matching uniforms. Like Colossus was on the team, and it's yeah. It, and 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 another further example, like in this new Excalibur book, so it makes sense, you know that. Betsy Braddock would be sure. Captain Britain yep. taking over the mantle from her brother. Um, but then, like, Gambit's on the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, I, Sometimes I just feel like they're just... It's uh, it's almost like literally someone has all the action figures, and they're just making, like, oh, I'm going to put yeah, a team who together. Hasn't, of yeah, who hasn't been on what team together or who are uh, my favorite X-Men. Right. I mean, that's usually how it is. It's like, who do I like a lot? Okay, yeah. let's put them on a team. They're all mutants, right? Right. So, yeah. But... I, the. 
but the, sometimes the, like just the, the the teams just don't seem oh for sure just orga- they're just not organic they're just like what what can we just put together and see if yeah. it works yeah you know um I I feel like Gambit he's because he was also on that when they when they brought back X Factor when Peter David was writing it again he was also okay. on that team yeah I'm like Gambit man he gets around yeah <laughs> yeah he's been on like every team ever. <laughs> It's because all those '90s kids grew up. Oh right. I mean, I guess not Peter David, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so you guys um, still, so you guys are gonna, are you gonna think you're on board for it, or like for, oh, for, for, sure. for House? I, I don't know. Or for both, or yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll might check out Powers as well, and then then decide from there mm-hmm. what I want to do. I, I'm probably in for the whole uh, six issues on both. Okay. Just to give. Give Hickman is, you know, I always like his stuff, so, I mean, I'm just gonna ride it out. Yeah, well, ri- so. riding it out, it's like, a, like you said, it's a ten year inv- ride out. I know that's yeah. the only thing. <laughs> like that, that's the break. Just, just yeah, realize that after those after initial the, six issues, it's you're gonna be like, oh, okay. that's his real launch. Like even yeah. though like the first issue is meant to be the hook, yeah, it's actually both six. Yeah, issues basically, are, are the giant hook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the. Uh, the the sentinel size space station as it were but yeah i I, I, I will say um as somebody who followed x-men and unfollowed it and then also like you guys kind of don't i don't pay that much attention to it it was really weird for a start issue where i felt like i didn't know why how we got here and if yeah. that's something i'm supposed to know or if this is just everybody's in the same boat no i well yeah I, i've not read anything no, just leading up to it. So I just, I, I kind of knew I was going to, I mean, I knew like going in cold, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to understand everything. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm going to just, I'm going to work yeah. through it. Yeah. I'm just going to power right through it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I just mean like, um, how much is actually the book doing this and how much is just my lack oh. of knowledge? Oh. Well, you know, Hickman being Hickman, I feel like, you know, he's... He's just cold open maybe? Yeah, and, and he's, he's yeah. A, a writer that doesn't... Uh, he doesn't. He won't spoon feed it to you. Yeah. You know he'll make you work for it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know a lot of his work is like that. It's, and um. Like I said, you know, like you know, because I had I you know when re, on the second reading of it, stuff made more sense. Sure. Yeah. 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 So I I think that's gonna be, that's gonna be the way it is. I'm gonna have to read all of his books twice. <laughs> yeah. See, just for it to make sense. The more that's I, fair. The honestly, the more I look through this, the more I'm convinced that it's just the villain. A villain thing going on here. It's like a villain master plan, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, Krakoa, Magneto, um, whoever the mystery X is, and then like, but the X Men have very little, you know, actual good guy X Men, you know, and even like yeah, there's um, like a few the students kook- in the yeah, the cuckoos are in here mm-hmm. running the game, and Jean's like the only one, and she's just kind of nods it. Yeah, at, and, uh, yeah, and X. she and she came out of the. You know the the pod, the pod. So well, and 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 even that when we see Jean Grey, and she gets a telepathic, whatever message or like from the professor who's yeah. out in the middle of the field, yeah. he says something like, the way he says it is kind of creepy. It's almost like, or he says like, we're safe yeah. here, right? Like, we're all safe here, mm-hmm. right? and she just gets a a bigger smile, and it's like kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost it's more unnerving now, like looking at you know all of it. Um, but I, I like the uh, I did like the the stuff with the space part too, like the um, the mm-hmm. Orcus 
I guess it's called the Orcus Protocol. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I, but that's like the human. It seems like the human yeah, side. Yep. Like this is how we're gonna stop the mutant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it kind of in hand in hand with that like yeah. Genosha stuff that like humans have a plan. So to they've deal set with the up mutant problem. Basically, that's what they've set up is like it's gonna be mutant versus human, and it seems largely like now I'm looking at it and I'm like it's mostly the villains, uh, X Men villains that are running you know this. You know, but they do show Gene and Cyclops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's them, you know, and that's, you know, but Gene was also, you know, the Phoenix and Madeline Pryor, you mm-hmm. know. She also, she also has like a... super young in she the art. And she's, yeah. she's wearing her, her, and her, her original... Her, yeah. her OG Marvel girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I thought the other... Uh, like, at a first glance, you, you think, you kind of chuckle and you're like, oh, that's cute. But but then also, it's it's very uncharacteristic of Wolverine to be like romping around in yeah. the fields with the kids yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like wrestling with the kids right mm-hmm. um, so yeah you wonder if like is there some sort of if if they're clones if there's some sort of mind control right um, yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of questions right and uh, the answers will not be forthcoming <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah at least not you know not right away mm-hmm. so uh, but I'm 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 in for it I'm in for the uh for the story and if there's any, you know, and for the kind of mystery involved and yep. uh, like I said, definitely the art. I was really I impressed with the art. I didn't, I didn't recognize. Um, I, I see Alan Davis influence on it too. Like, that's oh, okay. what I, yeah, I can that's see what that. I, see. I can and see somebody that. else too on top of that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's got a nice classic look too, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. My thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Well, house of X, I think that's a, a thumbs up. All the way around. Yeah. Um, anyone want to take over? Um, Anyone go next? Link does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't read a lot, so yeah, I'll let you guys do uh, the. I didn't, sure. I didn't read a lot, so I'm gonna throw you guys under yeah. the bus. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's see. Uh, you. Know, I'm. I'm gonna mention. Um. We're just gonna mention Outer Darkness. Just it's on the it's eighth issue. We we talked about it maybe three four months ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's the you know the um, S- Star Trek with Cthulhu basically you know Lovecraft Star Trek. Um, they did something I think is it spoilers here uh, within the uh, seventh I think the seventh issue. Um, they were just traveling through space and they bumped into a haunted house, floating in space like a house <laughs> of mystery kind of vibe. Okay. Um, and they. You know, all nonchalantly did like an away mission on this haunted house in the middle of space and rescued um, a, a I think it was I think it's World War II yeah it was World War II um, a nun who was tr- being who was kind of trapped in this uh, haunted house in space <laughs> from all these like ghost Nazis basically mm. um, okay it was super like it was just weird it was weird weird shit. Um, it was actually really cool. It was just different. It was not something I would have expected from this because this was more, um, you know, that that um, I'm blanking on the horror movie, the Event Horizon vibe oh, right. to it, yeah. you know, originally, and now it's more leaning towards like all like this super like oh yeah they just there's just haunted houses in space that's totally <laughs> just a thing that happens. Um, so anyways, they rescued this nun, and now there's just this nun from World War Two era living on board the ship. That's <laughs> like. Their their um their rescue, um and then 
all the the um subsequent issues so far have been like vignettes for each individual um cast member mm-hmm. or crew member rather um and this one focused on i can't remember her name but she was uh hold up the thing here this the the green-haired like i think she was like a one of the officers like a just one of the grunts on the on the ground who uh they didn't know a lot about but i guess apparently she's sort of like a double triple agent or something and super great at her job and it was just interesting to see like more of the crew i mm-hmm. guess besides like rigs and like the the primary cast members that they've been doing before yeah. just because that felt very star trek to me to okay. do like hey here's this like d-list c-list crew member let's do an episode all about them right so that's cool yeah it's it's cool it's different um i've been you know thoroughly enjoying it i can't complain about this book at all mm-hmm. so yeah cool stick with it yeah that's what i have to like I, th- I think i mentioned before i have to catch up on i like you said we read we talked about the first issue and uh same thing like i really enjoyed it and the the whole like science fiction horror yeah aspect of it that was really kind of different so yeah i have to go back and catch up on that one nice um now it's scott's turn <laughs> all right <I'll> t- <laughs> well i you guys said you talked about this that's why i'm like oh but um but i brought second coming i'll hold it <laughs> up if you can see it i think actually the oh. uh, I think the video is frozen, so it doesn't matter. Video's frozen. <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah, I think it is. The, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering why you were just focusing on me well, in the that's back. Funny. I was like, huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Everybody's going to look at me. That's funny. Well, well, there'll be a second coming of the video as well. Um, <laughs> is the audio still working or is it just... Oh, no. Yeah. Everything is still, okay. still good. So we're it's still just... recording. Sorry, Facebook people. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I finally got to read Second Coming which was the controversial, quote-unquote controversial book that even DC Vertigo was afraid to print, <laughs> um, who is no longer in business. Yep. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that Take was part that. of the decision. You know, maybe yeah. that was the actual decision, though. Um, but uh, I just like... Um, I like Mark Russell right off the bat yeah. because of the Flintstones. Sure, yeah. So, I don't, you know, I'm honestly, like, um, I, I will read it. You know, like, it sounds like his his cup of tea, you know, the Flintstones dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, human beginnings mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I need to I need to read this because yeah. his, his perspective is awesome. Um, so, um, it's, you know, it kind of starts out with, uh, you know, the creation story from the Bible. And... Um, you know, God seems kind of grouchy, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, about like, don't eat those apples. You know, <laughs> um, and he's kind of grouchy about it. And they're like, well, why would you just put him here? You know, we're gonna eat him. You know, so, um, you know, he's kind of he's kind of checked out. Like, uh, God kind of, I think it's the way they portray him in this book. He's kind of checked out, and he's like, I'm, you know, these humans are nuts. You yeah. Know, I'm kind of over it, and. um you know, then he's like, hey, maybe my son can talk some sense into him. And he ends up, you know, of course, Jesus then, uh, you know, finds himself on the cross and, yeah. Yeah. you know, returns to heaven. And um, and God's pissed at him because he's like, you didn't teach them anything. And he's like, no, nah, I taught him some stuff, you know, but I did, <laughs> you know. And he was just kind of like cool and aloof about it. Yeah. 
And then, uh, so God's just still mad about it. And, um, it's kind of salty. Yeah, and then bring it up to modern day, and he, he sees this superhero that's, like, kicking ass around the world, and he's like, now this guy yeah. is what I think my son needs. Mm-hmm. So then he pairs him up, and he's like, you know, you should go back to Earth and learn some things from from this superhero. And, um, but then I, that that's where I actually like the twist all, right at the very end, because, uh, Jesus kind of teaches him lessons almost yeah. immediately. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's like maybe you shouldn't punch the bad guys he, in the face. Right. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh well. He goes, well, what what happened to the guys that I I took out? He goes, well, I healed them and then I let them go. You know, I set them free. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean you set them free? They're criminals. And he's like, oh, you know, everybody needs some help. You know, he's just like cool. Yeah. He's just like, oh, whatever. You know, like I'm trying to help. He's just being Jesus. And it's yeah. it's in a way. Um, it's a nice kind of deconstruction of superheroes then. Yep. Because instead of punching your way through every answer, yeah. you know, there's, mm-hmm. um, you know, turning the other cheek, you know, that's, yep. you know, um, one of those things that I think even nowadays we forget and, um, you know, people like to fight on the internet and sometimes, you know, it's better probably just to go, okay, we don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I I don't see. You know, I think you have to have a stick in your butt if you're if if you have a problem with this book. Yeah. It, well, it's it was honestly. A, I think people had an idea of what it was going to be about because the, the the covers that they showed were comedic <laughs> and we're like, oh, this is going to be sacrilege. And yeah. It it really it's just, you know Mark Russell oh. being authentic about yeah but like none. none of, Nothing that Jesus or even God does is anything out of character for them. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree too. I think that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Is he's just taking um, two two personalities and putting them together to see what happens. Yeah. You know. So you have the bravado superhero, and you have the yeah. You know, you have Jesus who's trying to um, you know teach love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny. The cover's funny. I always love him. It's of course Amanda Connor, which yeah. is another reason to buy mm-hmm. it. Um, but Jesus shoving the loaf of bread in the the criminal's mouth, you know, <laughs> yep. like here, have some bread. Yeah, that's a, it's great, and they're both looking at each other, kind of like, what are you? How did you? You know, like they're trying to learn from like, each yeah, other. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know. And then the, uh, you know, the white silhouette of God, you know, kind of smacking his head. Yeah. In the background is kind of funny too. Um, but yeah, I was like, wow, I don't know why anybody would have. This is not a controversial book, and it's not out of the realm of comic books at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really wasn't that bad, and I, yeah. I just think that part of me thinks, well, they were already closing closing shop on Vertigo anyway. That's what yes. I think too now. So it yeah. wasn't that they were not going to print it because it was too controversial. It's just like, well, we don't have an imprint anymore for this. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. So well, I know uh, the the letter did say that they wanted to make changes to it. Oh, okay. Uh, in the back of the book, um, I don't know if you if you oh, read that. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he oh, did okay. say that, like if like the first paragraph or so, like DC asked him to make changes, and he decided to not do that and just took right. it to Ahoy Comics. So <coughs> right. But yeah, I mean it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal book. I um I I will yeah. read pretty much anything Mark Russell writes. It's, what is, he's what great. Honestly, what a great boost for Ahoy, who yeah. I've never even heard of. Um, but they have all these nice ads in the back for all their other books. Yeah, well, they they so. do. Um, 
Wrong, wrong Earth? Yeah, that's that's oh, okay. I would say that's a book that I've talked about yeah. on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I haven't read too much other stuff from them, but um I feel like I I I'm going to though because I, they're putting out some like a pretty yeah. good product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And they've got they've got some pretty uh pretty strong names. Yeah. behind them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So All right. But yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah. let's hear it for a awesome. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll definitely stick around and read the rest of this. Um like I say, he can only have more more excellent social commentary to bring out. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. Well, um I guess moving on, so I read let's see, what did I read? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Get my look I'm looking at the wrong notes. Um Valkyrie colon Jane Foster number one oh. which is a weird way to title that like why would it be Jane Foster colon Valkyrie <laughs> right yeah um, it's Valkyrie colon Jane Foster <laughs> so this is um, one of the books uh, kind of the um, fallout from War of the Realms where um, Jane Foster takes over as um like basically the only Valkyrie left. Like she, um, the the Valkyrie that we know of as you know as the one that's been in like the Defenders and mm-hmm. um, was killed during the war the War of Realms, and um, so uh, Jane Foster is taking up the mantle of uh, Valkyrie, and this is kind of a it's it's a good first issue. It's a, it's it's really like laying the groundwork for you know. Um, what she can do as Valkyrie, like, um, you know, her powers and, uh, her weapons. And, and then, uh, also she's, um, this is something I feel like we don't see that much anymore. Um, I mean, we still see it from traditional superheroes like Spider-Man and Daredevil, but, um, she has a secret identity. I mean, she's still Jane Foster. Like, okay, like yeah. and she's a, she's a doctor, you know, she's going back mm-hmm. to being a doctor, but, uh, in the first issue, she uh, because of her uh, her problems with tardiness mm-hmm. and you know uh, you know being perceived as like flaky for not like being places on time and whatever missing assignments or I don't know what she's supposed to be doing sounds like to be a really bad doctor yeah <laughs> just not being places when you're supposed to be um, she gets demoted to being like the assistant uh, medical examiner. Okay. Uh, of this hospital mm-hmm. or something, which is, I mean, so I'm going to get like really, <laughs> this is really weird because, um, so I've, I've, you know, I've worked in, I've worked in healthcare for like 20 years. Sure. So I know that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you just, you, you just don't demote doctors like, oh, right. sergeant, you're getting demoted to private, <laughs> yeah. you know, like doctor, you're getting demoted from surgeon to medical examiner. Yep. Like it doesn't work like you're that. You're the nurse now. Yeah, exactly. Like nurse is promoted. Yeah. You're, you're now an orderly, yeah. <laughs> but whatever it's comics. I get it. But stuff like that just, yeah. it kind of makes me laugh. Cause I'm, you know, I, I work in a hospital. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Doctors run the place and they're kind of a holes and you don't just demote them. Um, so, but anyways, but it, it, I, I think it's going to work out for for her secret identity. For it gives her like the flexibility to not have to worry about being, you know, whatever. Where you know, you know, having this 
position of importance or anything like that. Um, but she's a uh, so after the but basically after the War of Rome's um, the they're finding the problem is that New York is now like littered with all these um, weapons that have been left from the invading armies. <laughs> okay. Um, all these like enchanted weapons and things that just should not be left in the hands <laughs> of most regular people. And so she um, she fights this uh, this squad of kind of like um, oh geez there was a, um, he w- it was led by an, like a like a C-list Captain America villain named Blue Streak. I don't know if you guys geez. remember Blue Streak from the eighties? No, vaguely. Well, he basically has this like kind of this. He's armored, but he can roller skate or something. <laughs> that or, sounds or, like or, the eighties. Okay, or he moves really fast. I think. Yeah, and and so. The rest of his team, they have, they all have like similar armors, and they all have like similar code names, and they're all like color related. Like he's blue streak, and then there's red light, and uh, whatever green this, and golden this, and okay. whatever. And so it, it it it's kind of it's kind of neat because it's a it's kind of like a like the fight is kind of like you know the JV versus the varsity. Sure. It, yeah. It, it it gives her it, like for the for the reader it gives you an opportunity to see what she can do with her weapon. Like she has this weapon that adapts itself to the level, basically the level of violence that is appropriate for <laughs> for the fight. Okay. Sure. So so if she wants to stop a mugger, she can't all of a sudden like take out this huge battle axe and cleave the guy in half. Okay. It's going to be like a club or a mace or something, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um. And then she's got these uh, wings, you know, allows her to fly, um, and all this. And she has this uh, like Valkyrie vision, which allows her to see um, like the specter of death over somebody. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and the closer they are to death, the larger this like giant black skull is. <laughs> okay. Did, I have a question. Did she start as Valkyrie in the War of the Realms, or is this her? First no, she did not. She was just um, actually throughout War of the War of the Realms, she was just herself. She was okay. Like, so this is this is her first time seeing. Yes. Her. Okay. This okay. Is, yeah. There was no, really nothing special or enchanted or enhanced about her during War of the Realms. Okay. Um, but I, she was almost like a figurehead for that battle because <laughs> like um, uh, Freya actually named her the All Mother. Like, okay. Because she kind of had to step down from her role, and she was like, "You're in charge now." Huh. So. <laughs> um. So the um. The one uh, the one neat thing there the or or, or or sorry not the one neat thing but the uh, <laughs> it's not not really neat it is kind of neat. Um, the one weapon that's missing that is really important is actual like Valkyrie's actual sword. Okay. I think it's called like Dragon Tooth or something like that or dra- I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's got yeah, a cool yeah. name. Yep. And it's it's um it's enchanted and it allows the wielder to like any blow isn't like um, immediately like a lethal mm-hmm. like it deals like a lethal blow. Um and it's out there and it lands in the hand of hands of a. Uh, I don't even want to say who it lands in the hands <laughs> of because it's pretty. It's pretty freaking awesome. 
Um, huh. But aside from the weapon being... Jimmy Olsen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> aside from, from it being um, enchanted with that um, lethal blow type thing, um, the wielder can also summon a Pegasus. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. So when you see on the last page who has the sword and who's riding a Pegasus, you're like, oh, holy shit. Deadpool. No. No, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, sort of. You're 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 not too far off. Not well, too far off. Um, it, it's no one that slapstick. Wacky. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's no one it's no one wacky, but um, pull. It's no. someone who is. <laughs> it, it's someone. I'll just say it's someone who um, uh, is uh, very. You know, any kind of like bladed or edged weapon is very uh, oh. very dangerous in their hands. Okay. So, um, no, this was the this was a lot of fun and um. It was uh, Jason Aaron and oh, I'm blanking on the other. It was uh, co-written by Jason Aaron and um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the uh, other writer. And the uh, artist was uh, Cafu. Oh, okay. Okay, um, yeah. And who's really good. Um, so this is this is one that I'm definitely gonna keep going with. Um, I've I, I've liked what they've done with Jane Foster ever since she took over the mantle of Thor. Yeah. A couple of years ago, um, you know, before then, I, I mean, I really had no. She was always just like, "Oh, Thor, yeah. you're so dreamy." Yeah, you right. Know, and she was just a, you know, just a, a damsel in distress, yeah. or she was, you know, Thor's girlfriend or yep. whatever. Right. But now, I mean, that you know, it's always it's always neat when when they actually take the time when when a writer can have the freedom and flexibility to take a character and really turn them into something. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what they've done here, and um, it even makes it that much more exciting to think that like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be, she's in the movie. I mean, she's gonna be like yeah. Thor. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You know. Yep. So, um, so if you, if you have any interest in, you know, Jane Foster, um, you know, I would definitely check this out. Okay. Hmm. Scott, you should check yeah. it out. You should read it now. Hey, you know what? I, that's what I was going to add to this was that I actually did w- read War of the Realms after your yeah uh, review. So, what'd you think? Um, yeah, it was a fun ride. Like it was basically that, uh, yeah, that whole idea of just like you know, you know, they're going to win somehow. Yeah, and you just you're just along for the ride and enjoy the you know, um, the 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 brawl across the. Uh, yeah. Seven Realms or whatever. I just liked or, all the all the wacky, like not wacky, but all the yeah. just like, just the people that they teamed up together. Yeah. You know, and just the fact that like, yeah, uh, the Punisher is fighting alongside of like a a bunch of elves and yeah, you know. that was cool. Um, the only th- I think the only gripe I had is like, and I th- I forget who I was talking to about this, but how powerful is Thor? Because that dude doesn't need anyone's help. <laughs> you know, like honestly, he. They're like, oh, we gotta go save Thor, and we'll bar- we'll barely survive this journey, and like we'll just follow the bu- blood trail. And Thor's killing all the ice giants. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, he doesn't need our help at all. You know, like <laughs> he's freaking Thor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's he's always been the in, like, my, in my eyes, I guess, short of mutants. Um, mm-hmm. like he's the he's the Superman of Marvel. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what level I think they were playing with there. They're like, yeah, he's that. That yeah. crazy mm-hmm. strong, um, but I was like, uh, you know, there's got to be. I, I feel like he should have some kind of upper limit. 
Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're like, nope, not today. Just, just yeah. thunder. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just infinite thunder. Yeah. I I think- pull, he pulled from a cosmic storm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, it, like you know, it's, it's like a sliding scale. It's like however powerful they need him to be for this particular story mm-hmm. right. is what, you know, what right. he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's the All-Father now, too, right? Yes, he is. He is King Thor. King Thor. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm sure at some point in the future, someone will yeah. rewrite it and he'll just he'll be back to being Thor again. And eventually know? get his arm back. But yeah. he doesn't want that back yet. <laughs> so, I guess that's the other part of it. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a fun book, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, But I won't read Valkyrie. No, I'll, I might read it. I might read it. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I, I think it's yeah. you know it's a it's an it's a it's a good follow up. I I think the first issue, um, is a, is a good uh, like I said it's a good it's a good uh like epilogue to War of the Realms. Yeah. And it gives you an idea of it, it kind of gives you an overview of who Jane Foster is and what she's been through and you know her history with Thor and being Thor and yeah um you know her her um relationship with you know asgard and um yeah it's just it's just really it's a really it's good like jane foster primer i think oh yeah so that's the that's actually all i've read recently is um her as thor mm-hmm. like that that run i didn't read the whole thing but i def i did my infamous like i read like the first six ish and then I read the last issue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, um, Always read that last issue. Yeah, you got to find out where they're going to leave it off and where it begins <laughs> for the next uh, thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was really awesome. Yeah. So, and she really did earn, she earned that respect in that series too, with all the, you know, um, Valhalla. Um, yeah, like the Valkyries the, and yeah, the, everyone. And, like, like yeah, I think like across the nine realms, yeah. she's like widely recognized as just being you know like someone that everyone can trust and yeah. you know like you said like the, the, she has their respect and yeah yeah worthy to wield the power i keep yeah. waiting for a really solid collected edition and then jason aaron just keeps writing he just keeps writing more <laughs> and then i'm like well i guess it's never happening it's just yeah. never gonna end <laughs> it's yeah it's just gonna be like a thousand pages yeah you know? yeah it's gonna be like a 500 book or something <laughs> i'm like well <laughs> Um, anyone have anything else I want to talk about? Um, got a little bit of time left. I, I'll bring up Fearless. Um, it's a it's an anthology book. Um, which is the Fearless, the fiercest ladies of the Marvel universe. Ooh. Um, it's written by a bunch of people. It's an anthology book. It's got two stories and then like a really tiny like three page story in the back by um Kelly Thompson. I think the main stories by um Shannon McGuire and then the and that's that's a, I guess the ongoing story. It's um Captain Marvel, Invisible Woman and Storm are all going to a a female empowerment like summer camp as like guest speakers. And it's all just sort of like mini stories of them leading up to them wanting to go to this camp to, you know, be like a keynote speaker or whatever to 
uh, motivate young girls to be heroes or get into mm-hmm. STEM or whatever else. Yeah. Um, and they're they're neat little stories, but it really doesn't lead anywhere right off the bat. Like it's it seems like it's building up to something like maybe maybe something crazy might happen at the summer camp. They're always like, we've never heard of this place and couldn't find anything on the internet about it. Blah blah blah. So I assume some crazy superhero stuff's gonna happen next issue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually picked this up for the second story just because I was like, wow, I haven't seen that in a long time. And that was written by Leah Williams. Uh, the art was by... Uh, see, I don't recognize a lot of these names. Uh, Nina Vecueva. Um, hmm. It was a Millie the Model story. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, I was like, all right, why not? Um, and that was kind of neat. And I could easily see Millie the Model having like this all ages like thing. And that was, mm-hmm. it was just them at a photo shoot and like kind of like slice of life kind of <laughs> antics. And like there was the mean girl model who was like picking on the other little, like the new <laughs> up and coming model. And they kind of like worked in like uh social media influencer culture and like kind of tried to modernize the concept of Millie, the model, I yeah. guess, which was kind of neat. It was, it was interesting to see them do something with it. Um, and that was pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, ultimately, like, uh, like, overall, this thing was just, meh, it was, uh, how much was it? It was five bucks. Mm-hmm. This is a little expensive. <laughs> I get, I'm, and the, and the problem is, uh, like, I totally want to support, you know, female creators, and it was a really cool idea, but, like, mm-hmm. the price is marked up so high for what you're getting. Yeah. Like, really nothing happened in the first issue. There were little tiny stories. Millie the model story, which is neat, but ultimately also nothing, and then a three-page like joke comic in the back, <laughs> which which had like um, it was actually kind of it might have been the creative team that did uh, the Jessica Jones book. It was uh, Kelly Thompson and Carmen Carnero. Okay. Um, and it was uh, Elsa Bloodstone was in 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 a holdup, uh, or lockup rather. Mm-hmm. Um calling Jessica Jones to bail her out and <laughs> there was all these people screaming in the background and like all like she's calling out these names like Jess and like Patsy and this and that and the final page reveals that uh something crazy happened and, and Elsa's an adult and all the others are like uh, Scotty Young X-Men babies basically <laughs> oh, and so yeah and she's asking Jessica to bail her out because she owes her from I assume the oh. uh, Jessica Jones run yeah so yeah. Yeah. It, that was a neat little nod but yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I, overall, my, my my feeling is I wish Marvel would have uh, actually lowered the price on this book to encourage people to yeah, like right. support. Especially for, an anth- like, anthologies are tough sells to begin with. Yeah, right. Um, and then, yeah, that would be, and then that price point for, yeah, that would be, that would be tough. Yeah, like, yeah. like if you're trying to say, hey, support female creators and, like, give people an incentive to... Yeah. As opposed to be like, here's this thing you might normally not get. It's also more expensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it's a hard sell. Give us money for something you probably don't want. Yeah. Yeah. For something you don't want or don't know that you want. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Okay. Boo, boo anthologies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always of two minds. Like you said, you, you know, there, you, you want to support. Yeah. You know, the stuff you like, but at the same time, if it's. If it's too much, plus you're you're just not legitimately like not interested. You're like yeah, oh, and it, and it's it's an ongoing anthology too, which is the weird oh. thing. 
because yeah like the main story yeah. is just to be continued and i guess okay. there'll be a primary story and then a backup story oh, and then okay. maybe more little tiny tiny three-page stories so it's almost end. like it's almost like marvel comics presents but with female creators yeah right okay so I, I assume they just need the, to refresh the fearless intellectual property. Oh yeah, that's probably <laughs> like. And is it is it gonna be? And you said it's like the characters are all primarily they're all female. They're, characters. Yeah, every every everyone's female. Yep. Okay. Uh, there was a little bit of Mister Fantastic, and that was about the extent of okay. uh, any male presence in this book. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's like this big push towards that, but mm. I don't know who they're pushing it towards. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, good luck, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, we don't want you to fail, but, you know. Yeah, they make it hard. Got to read the room sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say um, that somebody wrote Mr. Fantastic not being a dick, which is kind of nice. Okay. Oh, nice. He's just a nice supportive husband. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's out of character. You definitely <laughs> don't see that very often. Like, he, he, de- he definitely didn't have his, you know, his head up his own ass about mm-hmm. science. He's like, yeah, you go do whatever you need to do. I'll babysit the kids. And I was like, wow, okay. Maybe that's evil Reed Richards. Yeah. <laughs> that's the maker. <laughs> yeah. The, the maker's actually a, a caring husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's the homemaker. Oh man. <laughs> wow. Um, well now I've done the show on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay, so I guess that's, uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. Well, I'm just gonna I'll make a couple of announcements real quick. So um, we had our uh, well, uh, yes, yeah, it was just yesterday. That was just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we had our uh, many years ago. We had our first uh, drink and draw event at uh, Brew Gentleman uh, in Braddock, PA, and uh, I think it went really well. We had a good time. Uh, we had some people come out and hang out and. Uh, have some drinks, draw some funny pictures, and just generally have uh, just fun hanging out. What'd you say, Scott? Yeah, definitely some good camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always inspiring to uh, to have other, you know, to start bouncing off ideas off of everybody instead mm-hmm. of just thinking about what. Like I get caught up real easy in like thinking about what I want to do and then I don't do a lot and. But just sitting there and talking to everybody and seeing what everyone's working on, it kind of gets mm-hmm. like I went home and actually worked on my comic. So kind of gets your juices flowing. Yeah, I worked on it for the rest of the night. Nice. Yeah, so it was definitely well worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for for me, I I picked up a you know story I hadn't worked on in probably two years and started working on that again. Yeah. Um, but it was just, you know, even if I hadn't, uh, you know, been doing anything, it was just cool to, you know, yeah, even the, see the McSauce guys and DJ Kaufman and, yep. um, you know, our, Sean and Jared from CVP were there and uh, a couple other guys that, um, a couple you know, new guys, yeah, a couple new guys. Well, Steve, um, Steve King, I, I know from another, you know, drink and draw and, okay. or I, I know him through Ian from the McSauce podcast and, um, but yeah, it's 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 just cool to you know that that we can uh, you know kind yeah, there's of no expand our you know range of influence a little bit and get some you know new you know new faces in there. Yeah, if anybody's thinking about it, there's no there's no level that you need to be at. Yeah, you know, and you don't have to have a project to work on. If like you know, I think Steve was just working on a cover that he felt like drawing on. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There was no there everyone's was no working rules. on something different. Yeah. You know, Steve was working on a sketch cover. Um, I was just doing. Uh, 
just you know like warm up sketches and concept sketches. Yeah. Uh, you guys were like some like the uh, seven by seven guys right. were working on your your different comics. Comics, yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, and you don't like you said, you don't have to have a specific skill level. Level, you don't have to have like a huge uh, you know um, iPad or you know notepad or you can just bring whatever <laughs> you know, bring scraps of paper. Who cares? <laughs> draw on a on a cocktail napkin, whatever. Um, but anyways, we're having another drink and draw in August. Um, it's Wednesday, August 28th. Uh, this one's going to be at Inner Groove Brewing in Verona. That's going to be in the evening from uh, 7 to 9 p.m. So uh, we'll we'll put uh, more information up about that on our social media sites and such. Um, before that, we're going to be having our uh, comic swap uh at the Black Forge Coffee House in Allentown. That's going to be on uh, Sunday, August 18th from 2 to 5. Uh, again, that's uh, free to come to. You know, you just basically, um, if, if you have comics that you don't want to throw away but can't sell and don't know what to do with them, bring them out. You can <laughs> uh, trade them. You know, you're, like I always say, you're, you know, your garbage could be someone else's, you know, treasure. It could be someone, you know, um, the missing part of someone's collection and uh, vice versa. You know, there might be um, people might have stuff you need, or if you just want, you know, some fun stuff to read, some things you never read before. Um, it's just a, you know, fun time to come out and, you know, grab some comics. You know, I think and, we've said that before too. There's no, there's no set rules on that either. If you, right. if yep. you, you know, most, most of us are like, take, get them out of here. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. what you want, <laughs> take what you want. You know, usually, Use use your own good judgment as far as like I'm gonna read these. Yeah. You know, but take them. You know. Yeah. And then I mean, like, don't, don't be greedy. I mean, yeah. Use your. But we. You know, use your judgment. Nobody's really like, hey, one for one. Yeah. You know, exactly. That kind of. You know, or this one's right. worth more money. Right. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. That the, doesn't usually come up. The idea is if if checking all the eBay sell prices. Worth yeah. Of yeah. Boxes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. The idea is if you're bringing stuff to the swap, it's generally stuff that's uh has you know maybe it has no monetary value maybe it has you know. Or sentimental yeah, to sen- you, yeah. Yeah. right? It's something that you just want to get rid of and you don't care about. Right. Um, that being said, uh, if there, if, if you bring stuff and don't, you know, and you have stuff left over and don't want to haul it back, or if you just want to donate comics, uh, anything left over that day is gonna. We we always uh, do a donation of comics to uh, the Schumann Juvenile Detention Center here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we did that a couple years ago, and they were really appreciative awesome, of yeah. it. And uh, yeah, they, the 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 residents of Schumann really enjoyed the uh, the donation of the comics. Um, they even started a little comics club uh, because of it. So it kind of you know kind of gives you like a little warm toasty feeling inside, you know, yeah. doing some good. Um, so that's always an option. Like I said, if you uh, just want to get rid of some comics. If you can't stay for the comic swap or if you can't, whatever, if you have no interest in getting more comics, you just want to get rid of comics, you can certainly drop them off. We'll take them off your hands. No problem there whatsoever. So, um, and those are the, uh, those are all the announcements I have right now. And I don't think there's anything coming up, right? Like as far as other, like any shows or anything or. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On our, our end of it. Okay. Excellent. All right. (laughs) Well, so uh, we're going to wrap up this episode of Comic Book Pit. This has been Comic Book Pit episode 323. 
I've been your host, Dan, and uh, with me in the Sorgatron Media Studios, I've got uh, Scott. See you, everybody. And Link. See you. And we'll see you next time. See you. <laughs> That's for Jared. <laughs>